Dear Founder, as you know, there's no blueprint for entrepreneurship. You wear so many hats, you burn the midnight oil, you pour your heart and soul into everything that you do. But without a doubt, the journey is worth every single second that you put into it. I'm Lindsay Pinchuk, host of the Dear Founder podcast. I say this because I've lived it for over a decade. I started my first company with $500 in my pocket and a baby in my belly. I grew it and I sold it all. This podcast is my weekly letter to you. We'll talk all things starting, growing, nurturing, and in some cases, even selling a business. Together with some of my closest contacts, I'm here to help you find your own success, whatever that means to you. The ride as a founder is the ride of your life. So come on in and join me for another episode that will get you one step closer to reaching your own founder goals. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Founder. I'm Lindsay Pinchuk, your host. And as I've been sharing on social media and in emails and on the podcast and in last Thursday's episode, Thursday's episodes are going to be moving to a different format moving forward. And I'm really excited to share it with you. And from what I heard and saw last week in terms of how many people listened to the episode, I think that you like it too. So I'm very excited that Thursday's format is going to be called Found Her Files. Many of you have told me that you want more actionable tips on specific topics. And so that is what I'm going to be delivering to you on Thursdays. Some weeks, like this one and last week, it will be me solo sharing actionable tips to help you to ignite your brand. Other weeks, I'm going to share and bring on special guests such as journalists, CPAs, publicists, brand strategists, and other experts in my network who will guide us through lessons in their area of expertise. So if you like the format and you like what you hear, please shoot me a DM or an email, let me know. And please let me know some of your biggest pain points so that I can make sure we provide a solution for them right here each and every Thursday. And if you find today's episode helpful, please consider leaving a rating or review wherever you podcast because that's how other female entrepreneurs will discover the support and the community here at Dear Founder. So starting or owning your own business can be very overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. Um, today I spoke to a friend who's working to get a new revenue stream off the ground. She's an entrepreneur. I've known her for now, I don't know, almost 11 or 12 years. We've done a lot of work together and she was feeling very overwhelmed and she was feeling very underwater by getting this new revenue stream off the ground. So I told her this, I told her to make a list of everything that she needed to get done and then I told her to ask herself where she can outsource and to who. And she was feeling very overwhelmed about some techno technological um, things. So like creating a landing page and a shopping cart for a new product that she wanted to put out. And so I told her to go on Fiverr, which is a marketplace for freelancers. And I told her to find someone who was rated high on reviews and to find someone who could help her out. And then the last thing I told her is that she should work through the list one step at a time and make it a point to do at least one thing that is on that list per day. And that was advice that's been given here numerous times. Um, Rachel Gilman Michelle, uh, um, Rachel Gilman Rochelle is one of the first people who said that here on the podcast. She owns a PR network and I think that it could not be better advice. So it doesn't have to be complicated. 
But sometimes you have to, someone needs to remind you of the best way to be productive. And that's okay. You know, I mean, being a founder and being an entrepreneur is hard. But the steps that I'm going to share with you today and the tips that I'm going to share with you today, I used when I started my first company in 2010. And then I used them again when I started my second company in 2021. Some of them I used continuously throughout the entire time. They're not just one and done. And you'll see what I mean when I get into it. You know, the second time that I used all of these steps now for my my business now, which is Lindsay Pinchuk Marketing and Consulting and Dear Found Her, they were much more refined because I'd had practice and I knew more of what to expect. And so that also allows me to share these tips with you. And many of them are incredibly basic, as you'll see, but they're imperative if you want to be a successful entrepreneur. And I know based on my conversations with many of you that oftentimes some of these things that I'm going to talk about today are left out. Igniting your brand, as I always say, doesn't always mean marketing. Sometimes it does, but it at the core, it means putting yourself and your company in a position to grow and achieve success. So yes, marketing is, of course, a part of that. But so are other basic business practices that essentially will help you to ignite and eventually explode. This week on social media, I said that entrepreneurship isn't a race. It's not a race of who can finish first. It's a marathon. And it's imperative that you go at your own pace. Or else, honest to God, you won't make it. Tune out the noise around you. Tune out what everyone is saying. Of course, take advice where you can, but don't get caught up in worrying what others are doing. The steps and the tips that I'm going to share here are not designed to take on all at once, but they are meant to be accomplished gradually at your own pace. And many of these tips, like I said, can be done on a continual basis and you will need to do them on a continual basis. So here we go. 10 back to basic tips to ignite your brand right now, regardless of your stage of business. Number one, create what I call a flexible blueprint. I am not one to sit down and write a business plan. Um, I do think that some people, they need that. I think that there are plenty of entrepreneurs out there who have written a business plan. That is not something that is in my wheelhouse. When I have an idea, I do this. I write a flexible blueprint. It's usually a one-page document. And I write out the revenue streams. I write out the operations. I write on the financial I write out the financial blueprint, my costs, my revenue, like I said before. And then I get started. And honestly, I call it a flexible blueprint because you have to be ready to make a change. And if you have a business plan, I think sometimes when you have a business plan, you feel like you have to adhere to what's in that plan. And that's not always going to be what's best for the business. And sometimes when you write the plan before you put it into practice, there are things that you might not consider and there are things that come up and then you feel like you can't change them because you have this plan in place. So What I call a flexible blueprint is my version of a business plan. 
It's a way to see and put in front of you on paper how it is that you're going to make money and what it's going to cost you with the flexibility in place to make changes. Number two, when you have a business, come up with a name and some simple branding to start. Pick a name for your business or your company and think of some simple branding. You do not need to spend a lot of money right off the bat on logo and color palettes and and whatnot. These are something that you can update and refresh later. With my first company, Bump Club and Beyond, I actually had the same graphic designer refresh my logo later on. Um, I used a friend of mine who was an art student in college and she was a graphic designer. She still is a graphic designer and she created my first logo and she charged me not that much. It was a freelance project and I wanted to give her business. So she created the first logo for me. And then when we went to do the second iteration and we went to refresh it, the funny thing was, was that she didn't want to do it because she had grown. She had bigger projects. She was working Um, in architecture and just she had so much going on and so I hired someone else to do it and they couldn't nail it and it was someone who had done a lot of other work for my brand and for my company but it just wasn't clicking and I went back to my friend and I said you have to refresh this for me and she did so I bring that up because what you start with is not necessarily what you're going to end up with And it's important, even if it's messy at first, to have that name, to have a color palette. You can go on Canva. You can go online and Google color palettes and find one. Use Canva and make a logo. Do something simple. I will tell you this. I have not invested in a logo for Dear Found Her yet. I have used the font that my graphic designer used to create my personal logo, to create a logo for Dear Found Her. I created that because Dear Found Her is not my business entity that is currently making money. Lindsay Pinchuk Marketing and Consulting is currently making money. So once I have a a more solid revenue generating stream for the Dear Found Her part of my business, then I will invest in potentially a refresh. So Come up with a brand, come up with come up with a name, come up with some simple branding, use Canva. It's okay if it's messy, but have something and a place to start. And then number three, make it official. Like really and truly make it official. You want to file your business properly. Talk to your accountant or your financial advisor to determine how you would classify your business and make sure that you file the right paperwork for tax purposes. Um, Zen Business is an online resource. It's an online business resource that can help you to do this as well. They offer a ton of tools and guidance and expertise if you don't have someone accessible already. But I would ask your network, ask around. You want to do this properly in the beginning and up front. It will save you time later, especially if you do do it haphazardly and you make a mistake. I guarantee you it will cost you more money later on. And it is not that expensive to incorporate your business and to make sure that it is filed properly. So I would absolutely take the time and take the steps to do that. And I would, I'm going to go one step further in that 
You might want to even consult a trademark attorney, depending on what it is that you're doing, to see if you have any intellectual property that needs to be trademarked. Because if you do, you want to make sure those papers are filed and you want to make sure that your assets are protected. Number four, set up all of your social media handles. And you know this is very important. And even if you are a year, two years, three years into your business, and maybe you're only using LinkedIn and Instagram, go online and grab that Facebook handle. Go online, grab the Twitter handle, grab a Snapchat, grab a TikTok. You never know. And you do not want to be stuck later having a brand like dearfoundher.one or dearfoundher underscore. You want the brand name. So go on to social media and own the social handles on the platforms. And then I want you to start showing up. You don't have to show up everywhere. Pick one or two platforms and start showing up. Social media is free and it's a great place to start to build and grow your community. So whether you've been in business for weeks or years, show up with the purpose to build a connection. And if you have a business that's been around for a little bit and you haven't done that as of lately, I promise you it is never too late to start. You'd be surprised by how simply showing up and connecting can impact your bottom line. So tip number five is to set up your email marketing database. I am a huge, huge, huge proponent and fan of email marketing. Your email is the number one way you are going to push your content out into the world and to the people who are your best customers. People do still read emails. When I started Bump Club, my first business, everything I did was to capture someone's email. And I thought about it. I thought really hard about how to capture that email address. I thought a lot about every action I took when I started that company and how I could get that email. I had people sign up for events. We did giveaways, many, many, many giveaways. We um, you know, gave away webinars online. We did free webinars. There were so many different ways that we captured emails. And I will say that a lot of it was through the events that we hosted, both paid and free. Ultimately, the emails became a very valuable asset for me when I sold my business because I had over 130,000 emails that I sold along with my company. So I think it's important that as you're thinking about getting started and putting content out into the world, that you think about how you can grab people's email addresses. So the tip is to set up your email marketing service provider. So that is like a MailChimp or a Flowdesk or a MailerLite. Set it up. MailerLite is free. Flowdesk is very inexpensive. So you want to set up your email service provider. You want to make sure that you have your opt-in link and you want to put it everywhere. You want it on your website. You want it on social media. You want it on buttons on any link tree situations. You want to use it as a call to action in social media. Put it in your email signature. I always say here on the podcast to sign up for my email newsletter. Send an email to everyone you know, which we're going to get to that in a minute, and ask them to subscribe. Those are just some initial steps that you can take to get people on your email list. But think about ways to get people on your email list. And this is something that I talk about in every class that I teach. And this is something that I talk about often on social media. So if you're not following me, you should be. Tip number six. And this is another email tip. 
but not an email marketing tip. Let everyone you know know what you have going on. About two months out before you actually kick off your business, you want to let the world know what you're working on. No one wants to open up their business on day one with zero customers, right? So the first thing is first, and this is the first step that I always tell my clients to take to let people know about their business. Send an email about your business to every person you know. Legit. Open up that Gmail that Gmail inbox, click compose, and go to your address book and hit select all. And you need to send an email saying, this is what I'm doing now. This is why I'm doing it. Even if this isn't something that you can use, I would sure appreciate it. I would sure appreciate it if you passed it along and shared it with other people who might find my business useful. And while you're at it, you can still support me by following me on social media. So I think that it is so important to let your network know what it is that you're doing. When I sent out that email for Bump Club, this was before social media existed And I filled up two events from that email with expectant moms. This was in 2010. When I sent out that email for Lindsay Pinchuk Marketing and Consulting, within two weeks, I had three clients. And then from there, I was consistently reaping the benefits of that email for about four to five months after. And then what did I do when I made a pivot and when I launched my podcast, I sent another email. So it is never too late to send an email to everyone you know to let them know what it is that you do. Even if you've been in business for five or 10 years, I encourage my clients always to do that because sometimes people just don't know and you never know who's out there. Tip number seven, also at about two months out, And if you're into your business already, there is never, it is never too late to start doing this, but you want to really hone in on building your community. You want to start showing up everywhere consistently. There are a lot of free tools out there. We talked a little bit about social media, but from social media, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook groups, LinkedIn, finding podcasts in your industry or your vertical and asking if you can be a guest to be interviewed partnering with other businesses who share an audience or a community but don't compete with you. Marketing and growing your brand's awareness is where you should spend the most of your time at this six to eight week mark before you're officially, quote, in business. One of the things that I did that I am so grateful for before I started this podcast, so I dropped the first episode of this podcast on January 6th, 2022, And in October, I set up the handles for social media. I got my email list all set up. I sent an email to everyone that I knew. I announced the podcast on social media, on my personal social media. And I started to share and promote and to talk about it. And I started building the community before I had ever dropped an episode. And do you want to know what happened? What happened was when I dropped the first four episodes on the first day, I had already built a listenership. I had already built a community that was so excited to hear 
these episodes. They listened to all of them by the thousands. And had I not done that and I just showed up on day one, it would have taken a lot longer to ramp up and to really get going with the podcast. So I really encourage you to get out there and let people know what it is that you're doing. Tip number eight, network, network, network. Set up coffee dates, lunches, anything with people that you know. Tell them what it is that you're doing because they might not know and ask them if they know anyone that they can introduce you to. Be strategic and ask yourself who can help you. Know your worth. Once you understand your unique value proposition and what it is that you can do and you do do, you know how you can help others. And so it makes easier to network in a way that allows you to reciprocate. When you are having conversations with people like coffee dates and lunches, ask questions, listen, really listen, and get a clear understanding of what it is that they do so that you can make a pointed ask for next steps. And that is how you want to end any network conversa- networking conversation. Have a next step plan and have a goal in mind. Do not ask for a job at a networking coffee date or a lunch. And in addition to these one-on-one type of, type of networking situations, attend networking events and talk to people. This is one of the tips that I mentioned early on that you are going to want to do continuously. I am taking a trip to New York this week so that I can network. I have about a dozen meetings set up so that I can simply network with people that I've never met before, people that I have met before, and really just talk to people and put myself out there because that is how you get clients. Tip number nine. This is kind of three tips in one, but show up, be consistent, and engage. And I think that that is just really key when you start a business. If you start a business, and you show up, and then you get really busy, and so you stop showing up consistently, it's going to impact your business, and it's going to impact your bottom line. So think about how you want to show up, how often you want to show up, what is your cadence. But whatever it is, it needs to be consistent. You do not want to leave your community hanging. I taught an entire class today to a workshop that I'm teaching right now on engagement. And at the end of the hour, I had three of the women who were in the class say to me, this was the best lesson. And they're part of a workshop that's eight weeks. So it's an eight lesson workshop um, all about igniting your brand and all of the different things that you can do to ignite your brand. So engage. And when I say engage, that doesn't mean show up on social media and don't respond. It means to show up and comment back, like people's things. If people are taking time to show up and talk to you and DM you and leave you comments, it is so important that you engage back with them. The more you engage, the more people will engage with you. The more the social media platforms will show your content to new people and the more you will grow. And that is a fact. And number 10, no matter what happens, 
always be yourself, be true to yourself, and don't compromise yourself. This alone will come back to you tenfold in business. I built my first business simply by being myself and by being a mom. I showed up. I shared the good, the bad, the ugly, just like I do here when it comes to being an entrepreneur. And when I left, I had 3 million parents engaging with us every single month. But I will tell you this, no matter how big we got, no matter who we worked with, and we worked with some very big names, Target, Nordstrom, The Honest Company, 7th Generation, I mean, hundreds others, I never compromised my own integrity for short-term success. Never. There was a moment where a company wanted to sample in our gift bags and they were a toxic cleaning company. And I said, absolutely not. We are a company for parents. And this was post-acquisition and the company who bought me wanted me to take the money and they wanted me to sample this product in our gift bags. And I said, no, because I was not willing to compromise the trust that I had built with my community for a short-term gain of however many thousands of dollars it was that we essentially gained somewhere else instead. So I hope that you found this helpful. I hope that you are walking away from today with actionable steps and tips that you can utilize to ignite your brand. And I hope that you can see that Igniting your brand doesn't always mean spending millions of dollars on an advertising or marketing budget. There are many things that you can do to ignite your brand and build your awareness and ultimately explode on the scene in whatever it is that you're doing for free. And just by doing and practicing these simple business steps. I'm going to be teaching a webinar on January 24th, so next Tuesday, sharing five no-cost ways to ignite your brand. None of these, I will tell you that much. It is a 60-minute webinar, and I am going to share even more on how it is that you can ignite your brand, and that is going to be a more marketing-focused webinar. So if you want to sign up, it's totally free. The link is in the show notes from this episode. But I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And I hope that you tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for another episode of Dear Founder. Coming up next week on Tuesday, we have an incredible, incredible interview with founder Marcy Zeroff and creative director Nigel Barker of Yes And. And I am going to tell you, you are going to want to tune in. So I hope to see you then.